Yo, you know how to space, space. Shout out to man in his podcast. Shout out Squint. Shout out Cody. Bitch, Squint and Cody still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me. Waited that space like I feel it like Brody. Talk with Lee, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen. They got to the dream, huh? Squint and Cody still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me. Waited that space like I feel it like Brody. Talk with Lee, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen. Yeah. They got to the dream. Huh? Meanie, meanie, money, money. Catch your thotty by her toe. If she say she don't listen to the podcast, I let her go. If she say she do, to see a motherfucking keep a grim reaper killing beast without the effort, cause I'm eat good. Came from the bottom, so jump from the top rope. My head is mad, how I'm spitting the scout flow. I'm on my game, running up for that pop flow. We want a green second cheese, just like nachos, huh? Say, let me breathe for a second, huh? I'll be ballin' hawk out in these threes, like I'm reffin', huh? Squints and Cody, still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me, waited that spells like I feel it like Brody. Talk with Lee, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen, they got to the dream, huh? Squints and Cody, still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me, waited that spells like I feel it like Brody. Talk with Lee, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen, they got to the dream. What's up, you guys? It's your boy Squinch here with another episode of A Man in His Podcast with a very special guest today. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up, man? Alan Angels, if you if you don't know. Uh, if you do know what's going on, if you don't know what's going on. So how you been? I'm um, good, man. Just chilling. Um, right now I'm home in, in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, just just chilling, living the life, you know? Yeah. So uh, have you had many... Uh indie booking since uh you've left AEW oh yeah I mean I've had a I've had a bunch uh I mean like it's so crazy like how many indie shows there are nowadays and I was like talking to somebody about how just like you can make money on the indies like you there's like money so like so much so many places in wrestling that you can make money nowadays you know so like that's super cool um the fact that like you can make a living off of wrestling uh, without being signed to a major company. Um, now, you know, there's always job security and stuff like that. Uh, you know, cause what happens if I get hurt and I can't wrestle, then I'm, you know, out of a job or whatever. But at the same time, it's cool because you can control your own hours and you're, you know what I mean? Like you can decide if you want to take a week off, you, de- you can do that, you know? Um, but right now I'm just trying to take as many as I possibly can. Uh, it's crazy. Like how many shows are running on like Mondays and Thursdays and stuff like that now. Well, yeah, you were just on uh, uncharted territory on a Monday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. so that's really cool that like, you know, cause it used to be just like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And now if you want to take like that extra booking on Thursday, or Monday or something like that, like you can. And that's like super cool. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I was just talking about that with someone too, just how like indie wrestling has just kind of boomed over the last few years. Yeah, so like, definitely. Because I remember like when I first got into indie wrestling, it felt like there was like probably two or three promotions around me, but now there's like five or six. And then like there's Chicago with a ton and it's just nuts. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there's wrestling like everywhere, like, west coast midwest you know texas is always booming northeast is always booming and like the southeast is a place that i feel like it's it's been 
I don't want to say booming, but like there's been a lot of talent down here for a long time that like nobody has ever seen. So like, you know, we, we, they just never had a platform, you know? And I, I was telling somebody the other night that like, I think uncharted territory is like one of the best things that's ever happened in the Southeast. Like as far as indie wrestling goes, like that's probably the biggest platform that anything in the Southeast has ever, ever had, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you trained with A.R. Fox, and he's from the Southeast, right? Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's just an, an example of, like, somebody I feel like should have a bigger platform. Like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, no, definitely. He, I mean, like, he's a guy that, you know, uh, he was, like, booming a long time ago, and then he kind of disappeared. Now he's, he's back doing some stuff. So it's, it's pretty cool to see him, him do some stuff. Yeah. Um, now that you're like taking more indie bookings, is there anybody that's like on top of your list of who you want to wrestle the most right now that you haven't? Um, I would say I always blank when I, when this question comes up, uh, but like someone that I really want to wrestle, like there's a bunch of guys, obviously there's like, you know, Nick Wayne, who's like going crazy right now. Um, there's, uh, you know, Alex Zane and Blake Christian. Uh, I've never wrestled J.D. Drake, even though we worked together for like two years. Uh, and he wrestles on the indies pretty frequently. So he's a guy that's on my list. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of guys. Uh, I, of course, I always blank when this question comes up. But yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a handful, though. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, like even like guys like Trey Miguel you know, who's in impact, but he does indies too. And Chris Bay and Ace Austin, all those X division guys, like uh, definitely want to want to get in the ring with all of them. Yeah. Uh, speaking of how was it uh, in front of the impact crowd? Oh, dude, it's so cool. Like for me, like growing up watching the X division, like that was like goals of mine to like wrestle for the X division championship. For, so that first off was like so cool um and then uh you know it was my hometown crowd it was in atlanta so you know i had that going for me uh so that was super dope um hometown atlanta crowd and i've also never wrestled in that building before i've like been to so many shows in that building is a place called center stage in atlanta it's like in the middle of atlanta so it was pretty cool i've never i've been to so many shows there i've even like been an extra for like ring of honor back in the day in that building um so like to actually get to wrestle there was pretty cool uh and the locker room was super dope everybody was super nice and it was just a it was just a very cool atmosphere um is that the venue that wcw used to do saturday night at yeah uh-huh. okay that's what i thought that's what i thought i wasn't 100 mm-hmm. sure. what yeah. are uh, some other venues on your list that you just like you want to wrestle in not necessarily like stadiums or like arenas but just like mm-hmm. indie venues i guess oh man i don't I'm not too familiar with like indie venues. I would say, I mean, like obviously like the Hammerstein ballroom would be like so cool, obviously. Um, the, like the ECW arena and stuff like that. I can't really, Hmm. I mean, I don't really know any other like bigger ones that I, I would say it's more like towns. I want to wrestle in like States. I want to wrestle in. Like I want to go to like Canada you know, and I want to go, I've never wrestled in Portland. I'm doing that this month in a few weeks. Um, so like, that'll be cool. Like for me, cause like Roddy Piper is like on my list of like favorite all time. 
So yeah. like him coming up in Portland. So wrestling there is pretty cool. Um, and then like, yeah, I just like, I want to wrestle everywhere. I want to go, uh, you know, across the pond and wrestle in the UK, obviously. And like Australia, I saw a bunch of guys just went on like a little tour of Australia. So like that would be super cool too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Have you not uh, wrestled in the ECW arena before? No, no, never. Oh, I always see pictures of it, and that's just like that's a venue as a fan I want to go to. Just for yeah. ECW moral or uh, moral on the wall, like that just looks yeah. so cool, so cool. Yeah, that would be so. That would be so cool. That's definitely like on the top of my list of as far as buildings go. Were you uh, an ECW fan growing up? Um, yeah. I mean, like I was more into like certain guys. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, when ECW came back when I was a kid, um, I thought like the first, like, you know, the first few shows were really cool. So then I went back and I watched like all the ECW DVDs they, that they came out with. Um, they came out with like a, like a few, like rise and fall of ECW, yeah. like those DVDs. So I watched a lot of those. Um, but I was like a big fan of RVD and, and I really liked Taz too. Mm-hmm. So like, I would go back and watch all their old ECW stuff. And as I got older, you know, I've watched like full shows, like, cyber slam 96 and like uh all the heat waves and stuff like that yeah yeah it was like it stopped whenever i was too young so i couldn't watch it whenever it was first airing Mm -hmm. yeah uh, w on sci-fi came on i used to like i used to always want to watch it and that was like peacock in the network that's i'll catch myself just watching like hardcore tv at like nine in the nine at night just going to bed yeah yeah definitely um but the next question is, um, how did your, like, how did AEW come about? Like, did you um, off as an extra and then they offered you a contract or? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, uh, I went to the Norcross tapings, um, which took place in uh, the Nightmare Factory, what's now known as the Nightmare Factory. Um, I went to those as an extra. And that's where I ended up wrestling uh, Kenny. And, and uh, I also ran some Lance Archer that day. Um, and then, so I had that match and it blew up on the internet and stuff. And then I went to, we did a few shows at Daly's Place where I ended up wrestling. I wrestled Sammy Guevara and then I wrestled Phoenix. Um, and then after those matches, they offered me a deal. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, what were some of like, your favorite moments or matches that you had? Uh, what's your time in AEW? Um, my favorite moment, and this is like one of my favorite moments in my entire life. Like, it's like the best moment of my life. I don't have kids. I don't have, I'm not married. So like best moment of my life, you know, uh, is wrestling uh, Brian Danielson, who's like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, legitimately um, against, you know, wrestling against him in my hometown, like literally this, the arena, that we wrestled in that they're actually going to be in next week is like five minutes down from down the street from where I grew up. So like I graduated high school in that building. Like we had our graduation ceremony yeah. in that building and like the crowd was so loud chanting, like that's the loudest I've ever heard my name chanted. Um, and then my girlfriend, my best friend and my dad were like third row ringside. So like that was like so cool um, to experience that, which is why I'll never like, I'll never talk bad about like, aw or or tony Khan or any anything like that because like they gave me like so much you know what i mean 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like when they signed me, I had like a hundred dollars in my bank account um, because like I had just gotten uh, laid off because of COVID, like COVID had just started, you know? So like, yeah, they, they gave me like, I had no idea what I was going to do. So like they gave me a job and stuff like when I, you know, when nobody knew who I was pretty much. So uh, very grateful for that. But uh, yeah, so um, matches and moments, like obviously that's like the top of the list. And then my match with Kenny also goes up to my second one, I should say. Uh, first one was cool. Um, and that's the one that everybody kind of really remembers. But the second one was like really cool because one, it was longer and two, it was in front of 10,000 people or whatever it yeah. was. So, you know, like that was really cool. Um you know, my, most of my favorite, like actual matches for like the content of the match. Um, most of those are like on dark and stuff Yeah, because, yeah. you know, a lot of times, you know, I would get to have like 10 minute matches on dark or whatever, uh, against like QT who I wrestled a few times I wrestled, uh, um, so th- those were really fun. Uh, I've had two matches against Daniel Garcia which were really fun um lee moriarty great match as well um i had a really fun match against excuse me i had a really fun match against evil uno um which was really fun and it was just like the crowd was so like different than any crowd i've ever been in front of because it was so like uh like it wasn't even like they weren't even like split down the middle they weren't like it wasn't like there were you know cheering for either of us uh they really just like just legit just not didn't want us to fight like at all you know yeah. what i mean like the yeah. whole time they were chanting please don't fight please don't so like uh like that was a really cool cool match those are like the first few that come to my head um yeah all yeah. those moments oh were you like did you know that they weren't going to renew your contract or did they like let you know ahead of time um yeah they let me know ahead of time uh about a month and a half before uh, the contract was up, they told me they weren't going to renew my current deal. And they offered me a per appearance deal uh, to which I, I just thought would, I thought I had kind of already reached the ceiling of where I was going to be an AW in this run. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that maybe one day I can't come back. I, I, I don't know what, what the future uh, has for me, but, um yeah so i i just thought the per appearance deal was not the route to go at this point in my career um because i feel like i can go to the indies and show everybody how good i actually am um and really just like spread my wings as yeah. as the as the phrase goes you know yeah no definitely definitely so like the door is still open and it was no hard feelings or anything um no not on not on my end for sure yeah yeah that's what i figured that's what i figured that's what i uh I, I like about them is they don't just like cut you loose out of nowhere they kind of like you said give you a little bit of a notice mm-hmm. and then the next question is uh what what are you most looking forward to as a free agent now um i mean really i just i'm excited to just kind of do whatever I want you know what I mean like as far as like taking bookings and like before you know when you're on the road every week when you're traveling with AEW every week you can't 
a really like go anywhere too far <laughs> you know yeah. like you can't uh you can't just go to like australia for two weeks you know because a lot of times when 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 wrestlers do uh you know tours in australia or uh the uk or japan like they're there for a while you know what i mean like generally um they're there for like a month or so or whatever you know i can't do that when i'm with aw uh yeah. and that's just because that's what makes sense uh financially for the companies you know what i mean so that like one you don't just like have to like that one company has to fly you out and fly you back and pay you so a lot of times like companies will work together so that you know you can have a, a bunch of work at one time if that makes sense yeah uh, so you know it, with aw i couldn't really do that um and that was like a you know in my head i always pictured my career being like like how the like Chris Jericho's and Eddie Guerrero's of the, of the world did it, how they went to Canada and the United States and Mexico and the UK and Japan and all that before they were ever signed to a major company. You know what I mean? That's how I yeah. thought my career was going to go. Um, luckily uh, I was scooped up like three years into my wrestling career um, because of the pandemic and because of just being right place, right time. Um but in the long run, I did kind of picture myself just like traveling the world and doing all this stuff before I even ever got to wherever, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was that was that's that's the main thing I'm excited about. I'm excited to travel and I'm excited. I'm excited to wrestle um, people that I've never heard of as well. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. people that are really good that a lot of people maybe haven't heard of. You know, I'm excited to just like find out like what it's really like out here, you know? Yeah, like find the hidden gems of Dendies. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's my favorite thing to do is go into like uh like areas that I've never been and watch an indie show. Like I just went to New Jersey in January and I had like no clue about anyone up there. And it was just like crazy seeing like the crop of talent there. And I'm like, wow, that's just like that's where we go back to saying like there's so much indie wrestling that like some of the people you just like they're not unheard of. They're just not unheard of to you. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, even before I started, uh, even before AEW, I would be in uh, in Georgia. And I was just like, wow, this guy is so good. I can't believe he's never been signed anywhere. Like, it's so crazy. So you got to think, like, you know, there's so many of those guys in, in just Georgia, North Carolina, and Tennessee, that you got to think, like, there's guys like that everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, I the first time I wrestled Titus Alexander, if you know who, who Titus Alexander is, um, he's kind of blowing up right now on the Indies. And the first time I wrestled him, I had no idea who he was. Uh, they just told me uh, he, that I was going to be wrestling this, this guy, Titus Alexander, who's coming up and he's real good. I said, okay, cool. And then we had a really good match. And, you know, I, you know, I just thought he, I, it was the same kind of thing. I thought he was really good. Um, and it's crazy. I mean, that wasn't even that long ago. I want to say that was like September of last year, something like that, maybe August. Um, and like, so that's, that's crazy to me that like in six months, like everybody on the Indies pretty much knows who Titus Alexander is because he's just, he's just been killing it he's wrestled will osprey and like done all these crazy things so like you know good for him and there's guys like that everywhere that you know are yeah. just like really good that just nobody's heard of yet 
Well, that's how it was for me with uh, from the East Coast, Alec Price. Like, mm-hmm. I remember watching him, and I was like, wow, this dude is amazing. And then, like, a few months later, now he's on GCW. He's, like, getting out of from the East Coast. And I just love it watching people get out of their, like, territory, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Alec Price, is, he's a guy. He was on my list of people I wanted to wrestle. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then this next segment is I just – bring up random people and you just give me like your opinion or if you have a story with them a story with okay them. all uh, right the first one being mox mox uh i mean i don't really have like any uh any stories or anything of him i mean he's like funny as shit from you know he we used to back when we were still at daily's place we, we had like uh is like a very small locker room for the male talent uh i think we, oh actually i think we had two now that i think about it but the one the one that me and the the dark order and all of us changed in uh it was kind of small and there was like you know very few people in there at a time but like i just remember like mox and brody going back and forth like all the time which is like they were just like funny as shit and i remember one time uh mox did a shot of brandy and i was there helping out and stuff and he was just like so fucking funny the whole time but yeah uh that's the next person i was gonna bring up how was it working with brody lee and do you have any stories with him Mm. yeah i mean like he like he was one of those guys that like like i've I've said before uh he's one of very few people in wrestling that like nobody has anything bad to say about because he's just like such a nice guy and just like also at the same time like such a good wrestler and just Mm -hmm. like you know i i remember thinking like he was so good before um like when he was in wwe and just thinking yeah. like he was like my favorite in the wyatt family uh i thought he was like I, I i thought for sure he would break out one day um and luckily like he got to aw and he got that chance um but yeah we had this like 12-man tag against the bucks and kenny and hangman and ftr against you know the dark order and after the match, I asked him, like, how how it was, how it went. He was like, good, man. Like, you seem like you really fit in with us. So I was like, that was pretty cool. That That's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I remember I was at Battleground 2015 when he returned to help Bray. And I was, like, the only person in, like, the like three sections around me. I was, like, jumping up and down. I was like, oh, Luke Harper. And everyone's yeah. like, and I was like, sorry, sorry. I love <laughs> I loved him because he was my yeah. favorite in the white family also. Yeah. Yeah. He was very good. Next person, Eddie Kingston. Um, Eddie Kingston's he's, he's a cool dude. I, I, you know, people, some people have, you know, what their opinions on him or whatever, obviously like everybody does, but you know, I, I thought he was a great guy. He was always super cool, super funny. Um, like, you know, I don't know, nothing really bad to say about him at all. Like he was always super nice to me and just like, uh, you know, was always willing to, you know, have a little conversation with me. All right. All right. The next person, uh, well, it's a tag team, but FTR. Oh, it's super cool, man. They're, they're like, they're like those guys backstage that are just like willing to, if you want to ask like anything, like those are the guys to go to. Uh, obviously you know there's a bunch of those guys but they're like two guys that are willing to like uh sit down and like talk to you about wrestling and like help you out for sure if you have any questions or anything about wrestling like 
they're they're willing to help you yeah yeah no i've always seen on social media like uh uh bailey like tweeted dax i think it was Mm -hmm. or uh texted him and he like posted it and he it was like uh hey give me bret hart matches where he works his leg and dax is like oh hold on and sent like a list of matches yeah he just seems like no, I've done I've done that too. I, I've literally asked him for Bret Hart matches specifically that I've probably never seen, and he gave me a whole bunch. That I love his uh like love for the Hart family. Like, yeah, I just love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next person, Cody. Cody Rhodes. Cody's great, man. Like he is, uh, just I feel like so giving to the business in general and like the future of wrestling you know what I mean I think that's why he started a school because he just wants to you know there's like a saying like leave wrestling better than when you came in it or however that saying goes uh and I think he really lives by that uh I think yeah that's one of the main reasons he started the school because he wanted to uh kind of shape the future of wrestling and like help out all the, all the guys that, um, you know, need it, I guess. Um, and, and that goes for not just the school, but like the guys that he wrestles, he always wants to, you know, help everybody out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's a very, very giving guy. Very, very nice. Like just very, uh, very humble. My uh, favorite story that somebody told me about Cody is, Jack Evans said they were all over at uh, Cody's house for like dinner or something. And him and Evil Uno got in an argument about uh, No Mercy and um, uh, the New Japan game Fire Pro or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. Like he was like, no, No Mercy sucks. No Mercy sucks. And, and apparently Cody just went downstairs, set up a No, uh, no Mercy tournament on his uh, Nintendo or whatever. And mm-hmm. Jack was just like, I think Cody like took it personal that I said that because he beat me in No Mercy so many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Sounds about right. Uh, the next person is, well, it's not just a person, but the Dark Order. You worked oh, with them yeah, for a I mean, while. Like, all of them just, like, super nice. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't, you know, there, there's, there's so many things I could say about them. I think the biggest thing that I'd want everyone to know about the Dark Order is just, like, how good all of them are at wrestling. You know what I mean? I feel like that's kind of overlooked sometimes because they are such great characters. But they're all very good wrestlers, like, like all of them, you know what I mean? I think that's one of the things that like, I don't know. I, I would just want everybody to know that, that they're all very good wrestlers, like now yeah. very smart to the business. Um, and, you know, besides me, Vance and uh, Anna, like they're all like 10, 12 years into the business, at least, you know what I mean? So like, you know, they know what they're doing they're all they're all very good and they all have their strengths so i I, that's like the main thing i I would want to say about them but you know just all the all the time making bts with them was like just like the hardest i've ever laughed sometimes you know yeah i love the bte skits i remember watching them during the pandemic and just like with the brody throwing the papers everywhere or uh, I, i forgot what it was but I think it was like him throwing the papers and then like Brody broke character and he started laughing. Like they posted an outtake and he started laughing. And then. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably the Sue bit. He, he threw the papers and just, I think he started laughing a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I think that was it. Uh, and then the last one, what's your favorite story with Tony Khan? If you have any. 
Um, I mean, you know, I don't know if I, you know, have like any stories per se, but I, you know, I'll say this, like, he's definitely the best boss I've ever had in my life. You know, he's super, you know, always super nice. Like, um, you know, he's always willing to talk to everybody. Uh, you know, he, they've said it before. He's very like accessible. Um, he's just, yeah, he's just a nice, nice guy. Best boss I've ever had, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I've always heard that too. Cause like you said earlier, like you had nothing bad to say about him. And I haven't really heard anything bad about him other than like small stuff here and there. But like, mm-hmm. I've always heard like he's the best boss someone could have. Cause he seems like he like genuinely cares. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And he'll, he'll, uh, he'll take care of you. And it's like, you know, the whole thing Brody passed and, you know, he, you know, he took care of his family and all that stuff. Like it's all, it's like, you know, he's just a very, very genuine giving guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I liked, um, uh, I think it was either this week or last week, but negative one where he called out uh, QT Marshall. He yeah. was like, he said nine years. You have to wait nine years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. so cool. It's so cool. But um, a question that I had asked on Twitter is from my good friend, CCK Alex, who actually like was like hyping you up to me. He's like, don't be nervous about this. Alan is one of the nicest people ever. But he asked, what is your favorite video game? Oh, uh, so I'm not a huge video game guy. I have my video games that I that I play um, pretty much like ever since I started wrestling. Uh, I haven't played much. Uh, I started playing a little bit when the pandemic happened just because I was bored and stuff. But uh, I would say my favorite of all time is like, I don't know, maybe this is kind of like in the gaming community, kind of a lame answer. I don't know. But uh, like Assassin's Creed is probably my favorite. Um, I don't know. So that's probably my favorite. Um, besides that, I don't know. Like, uh, I used to play a lot of different stuff. Uh, like, I used to have Steam. I used to have a gaming PC when I was a teenager and just, oh, like, have, like, a bunch of – I had a bunch of different computer games. Yeah, probably Assassin's Creed is definitely my my favorite. Um, you know, I'm blanking on, on shit right now, but, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big video game guy either. Like, when people ask me that, I'm always like, uh – and then I'll say, yeah. like, I'm like, oh, Red Dead Redemption 2, maybe? Because that's, like, <laughs> like, like, my PlayStation, I turn it on, like, probably once every few months just because yeah. I don't play it. But, like, Red Dead Redemption 2 and then, like, all the sports games, like the Maddens, MLB, and all that, I'll play. Right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, another game that kind of – the only other game that I can really think of, and I think it's only because it just left such a lasting impression on me, was uh, um, this is game called Outlast. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Probably not. I've heard, I, I've heard of it. But it's a it's a so it's a horror game, and you're you're you you're, I don't I guess you're just a guy and you go into a um it's like a old mental hospital but and they're like zombies slash I don't know mental health patient I'm not sure yeah but like they're all like it's 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 like the scariest game that i've ever played in my entire life it's like i want to play it again but i'm scared to play it by myself because the first time i played it i played it with my friends um and we were still like scared shitless so i definitely want to play that again sometime i need to i need to get around to it but yeah that's probably my other one i remember like this was like probably 10 years ago now but me and my brother were playing uh dead rising 2 at like two in the morning 
mm-hmm. like a, like there was like a random jump scare when it wasn't supposed to be like a zombie just jumped out of nowhere and yeah my brother like jumping up like ah and then we like turned the playstation off and i was like that gave me nightmares oh yeah oh yeah definitely but i think now that you mentioned like how the game is i think i've seen um somebody on twitch playing it before like a lot of jump scares that's just I, I yeah can't. dude it's oh. such a freaky game man it was i, I just remember playing it like shit, man i don't i didn't like i it was fun but like man i don't know yeah i'm not big into anything scary like i remember being a little kid and like watching like this is gonna sound so stupid but gremlins i remember watching that and being terrified yeah I just can't like but then I have my baby cousin who like she'll ask me if we can watch like Freddy Krueger and stuff and I'm like yeah sure (laughs) no yeah I'm I'm actually a big horror guy like and it's an so okay I have two rules really well I don't know one's one's a definite rule and the other one's kind of just like a if possible first rule is it has to be at night because I feel like if you're gonna watch a horror and my girlfriend's the opposite so that's a little annoying but like (laughs) It has to be at night because I feel like if you're going to watch a horror movie, then you have to watch it at night because then like if you watch it during the day, I feel like you're just not going to be scared. You know what I mean? Because I feel like the point of watching horror movies is to be scared. I want like I want to be scared. You know what I mean? Because there was a point where like I just like watched so many that I just didn't get scared anymore. So, you know, I feel like I have to like I have to be scared. The second rule is like, I have to uh, watch it with somebody because that's like, you know, it, it's against the scariness. But sometimes I, I admittedly, I don't watch them with somebody most of the time. So I guess I kind of go against that rule. But that's my ideal horror movie. I'm not very picky about a lot of things, but like my ideal horror movie uh, situation is with somebody and at night. So are you a fan of like haunted houses? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, actually, you know, and I didn't even really know that I was a fan of haunted houses until like two years ago. There's a big one uh, in Georgia called uh, Netherworld that everybody goes to. So I go. So I went to that like a few years ago and uh, that was really fun. And then last year, um, me and a bunch of the boys, you know, because we do the the dark tapings in uh, Universal Studios and Universal Studios has uh, they have a bunch of horror uh haunted houses there yeah. that they make um so me and a bunch of the boys went and we we posted a picture it was like me john silver ethan page vance and um we uh we went to that and we went to there's like a bunch of different uh haunted houses so we went to that and that was really fun so i'm looking forward to it again this year it's coming around the corner i didn't even think about that but yeah i didn't think about that either it's already like middle of july i'm like it's getting to that like <laughs> spooky season i call it yeah i saw somebody somebody tweeted the other day like is anybody thinking about their halloween costumes (laughs) and i was like shit it's already time all right well me and my uh me and my co-host were talking yesterday on our podcast we were like we were like i forgot how it got brought up but we were talking about like halloween costumes already and i was like already i was like yeah yeah like it's time to like start planning i guess yeah right i know I just seen um, a spared Halloween store was open right near me. And I was like, that seems like premature, but I mean, like, go ahead, get those early sales, I guess. Dude, go for it, man. I always buy, I like buying stuff right after Halloween. I didn't this year, but that's usually what I do. So what's your favorite Halloween costume that you've dressed up as? 
man, I don't know. I feel like all my Halloween costumes are so forgettable. Um, once I, once, once I became like an adult, like all my Halloween costumes were kind of forgettable. Last year I was, um, triple H, but specifically from tough enough. Okay. Uh, the first, the first season when he, I don't know if you ever seen that video. It's a pretty famous video. He's, uh, he's like, I don't know. He's like yelling at these guys and he, he tells one of the guys that his nutsack is yep. out of the shorts. So I was, I was triple H specifically from that season of tough enough. Um, so that one was pretty funny. Cause I did the whole, I did the whole bit where he's like, he's like yelling at the guy, teaching him how to, how to take punches and stuff like that. I did the whole bit at the Halloween party I went to. Um, and then uh, I don't know, like, what else was I? I'm trying to remember. I did a Joker costume one year that's, you know, not original at all, but I did that um, because I did the whole face paint and I like did my own makeup in, <laughs> in my theater class. Uh, and I had like these scars on my face. So I did that. Um, what else? I mean, I don't know. When I was a kid, I was Buzz Lightyear like three years in a row. <laughs> that's really like all I can remember, honestly. I remember as like a kid, I've always been like super like wanted to be creative and not dress up as something that everyone else is. Uh-huh. Like, one year I was, uh, I put on a box, I put on a box and it said from God to you. And I was like, God's gift to you or something like that, or God's gift to women. And I was like 10 years old walking around with Dude, a God box. That's a great gimmick. Um, what else? QT, I- QT Marshall. He was God's gift. Okay. I, uh. I remember like the last year that I dressed up for Halloween with my friends and no one told me that we weren't dressing up. So I showed up to like my party, like in eighth grade it was, and I dressed up as Pauly D from Jersey Shore. Nice. And like everyone else was just dressed in normal clothes. And I'm like, oh, hey guys. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago, I tried doing War Horse, but I like gave up on the face paint. I was like, I can't do this. So I just like wrote my name on my head and I was just Mr. Obvious so i like that yeah that's a good one i might i like that i might steal that one the war horse or just writing your name no write my name <laughs> my friend was annoyed he's like i told you to come home or come here with a costume and i was like dude i tried i i couldn't i couldn't no i like that i'm a big fan i'm gonna do that but yeah like i i love halloween like this year i want to try to do uh charlie sheen i want to get like a qt marshall shirt like one of the bowler shirts yeah. And then it's like, I guess, cargo shorts like Charlie Sheen and just walk around nice. with like red Gatorade and write Tiger's blood on it or something. But when I was a kid, I always wanted to do, uh, I always wanted to find, like, get like four of my friends and do a uh, um, Scooby Doo and the Mystery Gang. Uh, yeah. Because I was always, I always looked like Shaggy when I was a kid. I had like the same hair, just like kind of a weird half, like bowl cut kind of thing. Um, I always wanted to do that, but I never did. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll do it sometime soon. Well, yeah, I I love Halloween and I love dressing up. Like yeah, in uh, the Halloween movies, those are those are the only scary movies I'll watch are the Halloween movies. I don't know why those, but I like those. Yeah. Did you see um the new one, Halloween Kills? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. It was pretty good. Yeah, I heard mixed reviews on it, but I'm also not. Like... I thought it was great. I don't know why everybody was so critical of it. I might actually watch it like after this interview, honestly. 
Yeah, I'm not a big like movie guy, so I don't look too deep into movies and same. And so I thought I liked it, but then I was seeing people like, oh, this movie was obviously just a filler. This I was like, I mean, I was just watching it to watch it. I wasn't trying to dig deep into it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do remember people saying that it was like a filler or whatever. That's actually not what I was thinking of. What uh, what was I thinking of? There's another movie that just came out on Netflix. It was it's not Halloween, but uh, but I did I did see Halloween Kills. But um, what am I thinking of? I don't know. Is it like a scary movie? Oh, it was the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre that was on Netflix yeah. that I really liked. Texas Chainsaw, the original one, is like my favorite horror movie of all time. And so they made a they made another one that just came out on Netflix like last year. And I watched okay. that. I really liked it. But Halloween Kills was good too. Yeah, I remember everybody saying it was just like a filler or whatever, but I liked it. I seen the uh, first like reboot. I guess it was from like 2018 in theaters. Yeah, like me and my friends, we all got seats, and then unfortunately, like there was like at the movie theater, it was a bunch of rows, a single seat, and then row again. And mm-hmm. I like lucked out and had to sit by myself with no one around me. And I was like, "Well, this is this oh is shit!" Awesome. So I was just like sitting there, just like peeking my head over my hat, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, no, I get that way. I get that way for sure." But the last question is, I ask all my guests this. If you could give anyone a piece of advice, it doesn't have to be related to pro wrestling or anything, what would it be? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, it's, like, generic. But, I mean, I guess, like, it would just be, like, do (laughs) – do what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just, you know, and that's like super like obvious advice, but if I had to give like anybody one piece of advice, it would just be like, yeah, do what you want to do, do what makes you happy. Um, don't, my girlfriend always says like, it'll buff. It always buffs everything. Everything always works out. You know what I mean? Like, even if something seems like it might be, inconvenient to your financial status or or uh you know where you're at in your life or you know or like a nine to five job if something seems inconvenient to that now i'm not saying go homeless but like you know if something's you know do what you want to do do what you love to do um and at the end of the day if you end up losing your (laughs) nine to five job that like you know this also also this kind of applies to younger people i would say um but like yeah just do what you want to do and like chase that and if it if it costs you losing your a dumb nine to five job at mcdonald's or whatever you know do that um and it always it'll it'll always work out as long as you're super nice and respectful to everyone involved um yeah, I don't know. That's it. It might be that might be real shit advice, but that's 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 what I would say. That's what that's what worked for me in my life. You know, I had I was talking to my girl the other day. I have I had like seven jobs or something like that from the time I started working at 17 to the time uh I got signed to AEW three or four years later. You know what I mean? So and it was all mostly because like it wasn't convenient to my wrestling. Yeah, it was, yeah. you know what I mean? Like if I, if a job wouldn't give me time off to make a show, 
then I wouldn't go. I, I mean, I would just, you know, or I wouldn't go to work. I mean, like yeah. I would, I would say like, okay, well, I'm going to take this day off anyways, because like, I need to wrestle. Like the main goal here is to wrestle. And this show specifically is important to me. So like, I'm going to go do that. Um, you know, if it costs, if, if I, you know, if they wanted to change my hours to where I couldn't train, you know, as much as I wanted to, I would say, you know, I would say you either have to change my hours back to the morning shift or, you know, I, I can't do it, you know? So I don't know, like I said, it might be real bad advice. So maybe don't listen to me, but this is what I did. You That's what, I, what mean? I tell people at my job. Like there's, I work in a fast food place. So there's like, obviously yeah. a bunch of like teenagers. Right. And they'll come up to me. They're like, oh man, I don't know what to do. This job sucks. And I just look at them and I'm like, quit, just quit. And they're like, what? And I was like, you're young. You can, you can afford it. Just like, you don't got bills. Just quit. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. And like, oh, okay. And then like my management gets mad at me. They're like, you can't be telling people to quit. And I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, you know, like I said, it's, it's different when you're, you know, however old and you have bills or maybe you have kids or whatever. Um, but yeah, definitely when you're, when you're young, just like do what you want to do, chase what you want to chase. Um, and it'll always buff. It always, it really always works out in some way or another, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And then do you want to let the people know where they can find you on social media, upcoming shows and all of that? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, Alan Angels on Twitter and Instagram. I think it's still at Alan underscore V underscore Angels. Um, can't change it because I will lose my pretty blue check mark that I have. Um, so that's Instagram and Twitter. I also have, uh, you know, Facebook, which I haven't updated in forever. I have a pro wrestling tease, which you definitely need to check out. Um, I got a bunch of new shirts on there. So please, please, please check that out. Um, and then also, you know, I'm on a bunch of indie shows coming up, uh, you know, West coast pro prestige pro wrestling. I just got a booking up in, in Canada, which will be really cool. Um, I'm doing garden state in New Jersey, as well as a plethora of others, which you can find on my Twitter or Instagram. So, yeah, we need you in St. Louis soon. I put it out on Twitter yesterday. I just, I mean, I can make it out to Chicago, but just something yeah. about like, you in St. Louis, because there's a venue here called Spalding Hall that I would just, I feel like you would just fall in love with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely down. I have, it's weird. I, I always either have East Coast bookings or West Coast bookings. The Midwest doesn't like me for whatever reason, but, you know, I'm definitely down. I would love to come to St. Louis, Chicago, everywhere, so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, you can leave a thumbs up or a thumbs down, one star, five star. Just listen and leave a comment. That's going to do it for this episode. See ya. Oh, yeah.